You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. This is your host, Anthony Marino. So happy to be here with you posting this on July 4th. Happy July 4th to you and yours. Hopefully everybody has a great long holiday weekend, enjoys time with friends and families. And of course, please remember to always be safe out there. But back to talking about our beloved Buffalo Bills. Again, we're just a few weeks away from training camp now. And I feel like I say this at the beginning of each podcast. And right now, you know, talking about some different things as the Bills had wrapped up their mandatory mini camp. And then you've got that quiet time leading up to training camp. And for many fans of the Buffalo Bills, you start to look at things and really two topics that we'll talk about today. The first, we'll get into a little bit of fantasy football. And then after that, there is one free agent that is still on the market. Uh, to be honest, I'm not quite sure why. And someone I think it might be worth the Buffalo Bills taking a look at. So consider that a little bit of a tease for you. But first, I want us to start talking about fantasy football. And I think as we take a look at that, it's going to be very interesting uh, for many Buffalo Bills fans as they go into their fantasy football drafts this year, because you always have a little bit of that bias, right? You look at your team, the Buffalo Bills, that's your squad. You, you know, you try not to be partial to that group and overdraft players where you should. But I think someone in, in the focus of the conversation today is really going to be around Josh Allen and what you end up doing with him in fantasy football. And I bring this up because uh, a recent article from ESPN.com actually uh, looks like probably the last article credited to Mike Rodak before he makes his shift and leaving ESPN. And it's titled, Bill's Josh Allen should be on fantasy radar after strong 2018 finish. And many of you remember, and we'll pull some of the pieces from the article here, and of course we'll share it at buffalorumblings.com, talking about Josh Allen as a fantasy quarterback and what he really means, not just to this team, but how he was very effective down the stretch in fantasy football. And I know we talk about this all the time, right? There was the Josh Allen pre-injury and the Josh Allen post-injury. The Josh Allen post-injury uh, obviously was a force on the ground, running the football, more effective as, his, as a passer, made guys like Robert Foster and Zay Jones not just relevant on the field, but relevant in fantasy football. So as we go through all of these things today, we will focus on Josh Allen as it relates to fantasy football. In future episodes, we'll touch base on some of the other guys. But I do want to pull from Rodak's article because I think it is interesting here a bit of that conundrum where, where fans will find themselves with Josh Allen and what he really looks like. Here's what, uh, here's what Rodak writes. Allen finished 21st among quarterbacks last season despite playing in only 12 games. After he returned in Week 12 from an elbow injury, he scored the most PPR points, 145.3, of any NFL quarterback and second most points of any player. 
That was boosted, of course, by 476 rushing yards and five touchdowns after his return, both the most among quarterbacks. Now, you take a look at all of these things, right? Okay, so Josh Allen, over the end of the 2018 season, a fantasy football stud. And it's interesting, right, because fans will watch Josh Allen and they'll say, man, he has so much room to grow as a passer. He's got to increase that completion percentage, maybe cut down on the interceptions or some of the wild throws, blah, 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 all the things that we hear over and over again. And not to compare Josh Allen to Tyrod Taylor, but it was interesting because Tyrod was a bit of a fantasy football darling. Right. The starting quarterback in Buffalo could make some things happen with his feet. A a safe passer. Right. Didn't take too many risks. So from that standpoint. But where I'm going with this was Tyrod Taylor was a better fantasy football quarterback than he was NFL quarterback, at least down the stretch of the 2018 season. Josh Allen was a fantasy football stud, obviously still plenty of room to improve on the field. And no one's calling him a stud quarterback at this time. Bills fans, of course, want to see him take that next step during the 2019 season. And there's going to be plenty of expectations there. But it does come to, okay, what do you do with Allen in fantasy football? And I think the overall consensus is, right, that this is someone that is going to be your backup quarterback in fantasy Uh, And again, seeing how he progresses, if he continues to make the jump, if he has a really good uh, if he has a really good start to the season, all of a sudden, does he emerge in becoming a starting QB? Because I think there's a few sure things, but then there are some of those guys that there are truly going to be some questions around it. We'll get into that in just a little bit. We do have the rankings from uh, the experts from from ESPN, right? And of course, it's early on. There's been no training camp, no preseason games. So these things always fluctuate. Uh, Matthew Barry, uh, who I, I always love following his work. He has him as quarterback 19 in his preseason ranking. Mike Clay has him at 23. Uh, Tristan Crockroft has him at 22. Eric Carabell has him at 18. And Field Yates has him at 21. Now, before, right, as Bills fans, you get all defensive and start thinking to yourself, how could they rank Josh Allen so low? He was, you know, such a productive quarterback down the stretch in fantasy. He should be higher than that. I I think there's plenty of question with it, and for a couple of different reasons. You know, one, so much of that production from Allen came off of his production um, running the football, right? You talk about down the stretch, 476 yards rushing and five touchdowns. That is a huge production, right, for any quarterback. You think if you have a running back that does that down the stretch, you're probably pretty happy with the work that they're doing, let alone with your quarterback. And you would have to imagine with the changes that the Bills have made along the offensive line, adding more depth at running back and hoping for a resurgence as it comes with LaShawn McCoy, that Josh Allen will not be relied upon to rush the football in 2019 the way he did in 2018. He's still young. He's still very athletic. I expect him to do uh, some rushing with the football, maybe some more designed runs and less scrambles taking place. But with the Bills making additions at tight end and wide receiver, I think that is more in a place to, to one, to give him those options that he can reach in the passing game and not to have to try and do everything himself. I don't look at those scrambles and designed runs as, uh, as bad habits for him during the 2018 season. A young quarterback, you want to see it be something where it's an area of development for him, but not that he would bail too early. He would look at least to his first read, potentially to his second, and then there would be times where you'd see an opening and he would be incredibly dynamic uh, with his feet. But with the 
investment that the Bills have made in guys like Cole Beasley and John Brown. You talk about the emergence of Robert Foster and the consistent improvement that came down the stretch from Zay Jones. You would hope that someone like Josh Allen will develop more of a rapport with his receivers as being QB1 all throughout training camp and not to feel like he has to do everything with his feet because, you know, again, that's the type of scenario where you can get yourself into a little bit of trouble. Now, I mentioned earlier the rankings, and again, I could see where you look at things and say, okay, you know, you've got him at 19, 23, 22, 18, 21, somewhere in that mix. How is something like that? How can that happen? But I think with so many quarterbacks out there, there are so many questions that take place, and there might be certain things that you could disagree with here. But I think you take a look at the rankings from Matthew Barry, and, and Barry is one of those guys, I always enjoy his work. I think he... Uh, Talks about fantasy football. He adds a you know a bit of pop culture, about a bit of humor, and of course, though focuses on the analytics and the football side of things. You know, no surprise, Patrick Mahomes is his number one rated quarterback. And then there's a bit of a mishmash, right? I think as you look at so many guys that are in here, you know, where you could say to yourself, well, maybe that guy seems a little too high or a little too low. But with that being said, Allen probably falling somewhere in his ranking at number 19 where he should be. And that finds him uh, right behind Philip Rivers, right ahead of Kirk Cousins. Again, two highly decorated quarterbacks with this, but I think you still have the potential for Allen to run the football, to get into the end zone, a la Cam Newton. Uh, and, you know, you can do those types of things and you can look at Allen as someone that still has that potential, but you don't want to rate too high. I mean, guys that you find a, a ahead of him, Lamar Jackson at number 17. I was a little surprised by that one. I thought that was a bit high. Mitchell Trubisky at 16, Dak Prescott at 15, uh, Jameis Winston at 14. I'm just going to consider that the Bruce Arians effect. Russell Wilson at 13, Jared Goff at tw uh, 12, Drew Brees at 11, Kyler Murray at number 10. That one's a little surprising to me. Ben Roethlisberger at number nine, Carson Wentz at eight, Cam at number seven, really right. The, if you think of the quintessential quarterback from a fantasy standpoint, Cam Newton can do so much through the air and on his feet. Baker at six, Matt Ryan at five, Andrew Luck at four, Aaron Rodgers at three, Deshaun Watson at two, and Patrick Mahomes at number one. So I think you go through a lot of this, right? You talk from a fantasy standpoint, and you can look at it. To me, it's like, all right, Patrick Mahomes at one, even Aaron Rodgers at three, and probably Aaron uh, Andrew Luck at number four. Other than that, I mean, it's a lot of guys where you could say to yourself, okay, you've got some youngsters in there. You've got some guys that are, uh, you know, nearing the age of 40 or over the age of 40 at quarterback at this point. Probably the most surprising was he had Tom Brady at number 21. That one had me shaking my head a, a little bit. I don't think the loss of Rob Gronkowski is going to affect him too much. And, uh, and I'm not betting against Tom Brady in any way, shape, or form at this time. But the point that I'm trying to make is you can look at this list of names. And sure, maybe you want to make an argument that Josh Allen should be ahead of Lamar Jackson or maybe ahead of somebody like a Jameis Winston. And that's all fine and good. But but their rankings, right? I think you can make the case for one, you can make the case for the other, and for Josh Allen to be somewhere in that fantasy football ranking heading into the season, right around number 19, 20, 21 as a QB two, a solid quarterback, uh, you know, number two on your roster that can be your backup, or if you have a good matchup that you look at. The most interesting thing for Allen is going to be the start to the 2019 season, and I say that because it's a relatively soft start to the season with games against the Jets, the Giants, and the Cincinnati Bengals, where you can look at it and say, okay, the Buffalo Bills should be able to put some points up on the board against these three teams. Um, 
you know, can Josh Allen get off to a fast start and somebody that can, you know, again, if you're in a, a two quarterback league is someone that can really be a, a benefit to you there. But, uh, you know, so much of the focus on this 2019 season for the Bills is just related to Josh Allen. And that's both on the field and in fantasy football as well. So why don't we take a quick break right now? When we come back, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about some of the free agents that are still out there. There's still a few names, a couple that I think might be able to help the Buffalo Bills and really one in particular. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back to you on Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again, just uh, chatting. Buffalo Bills offseason. Before the break, we talked a little bit more about Josh Allen and fantasy football. But now I want to talk to you just a tad about free agency, because there is one name out there that I think might be worth the Buffalo Bills at least taking a look at or potentially even a flyer on. Uh, and it's adding some depth at, at edge, right, at defensive end and potentially doing something to help the Buffalo Bills with their pass rush. In our last episode, you know, we had the conversation around Jadavion Clowney and what he could mean to the Buffalo Bills as an option uh, on the trade market. And that was met with some mixed reviews. I'll be uh, I'll be quite honest with you. I was surprised there were so many folks that were against Clowney potentially joining the Buffalo Bills. But that's fine. And that got me thinking a little bit more. OK, if the Bills wanted to do something to make an addition at defensive end. Right. Because you can look at Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy and Shaq Lawson, three guys that should be locked into prominent roles uh, for the 2019 season. But who could be that fourth defensive end? You talk about Eddie Yarborough. You talk about Mike Love, you know, two guys that have shown some flashes, but Again, right, more of just uh, depth players potentially adding on special teams, which re really had me taking a look and saying, OK, is there a way that you can up upgrade your pass rush, right, with maybe that number four or five defensive end? And I was just taking a look and seeing, OK, who are some of the guys that are still out there? when it comes to free agency. And I came across Nick Perry, right? The defensive end or outside linebacker who was with the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, he was uh, a productive player for the Packers in the past, really suffering from, from some different injuries as, as you take a look at things throughout 2018 was a bit of a dismal season for him. But Perry is a guy who has been successful in the past. And I think if you're looking at someone as a free agent and just thinking to yourself, okay, is there someone that is, that is produced before at the NFL level, 29 years old, battered through some injuries. And again, it would be up to the doctors and the medical staff to do the physicals and to see like, can this guy perform throughout the season, but in a rotational role, right? Think as a third down pass rusher, different things that you may need to do, give some guys a rest on the field. Is Nick Perry that type of player that it is worth to take a chance on, right? Signed to an incentive-related contract, probably could be something extremely on the cheap at this point as we're talking about the beginning of July and, uh, and Perry still being a free agent. Because you do look back, right, and in 12 games in 2017, he had seven sacks. In 14 games in 2016, he had 11. And then battling injuries, only playing in nine games during the 2018 season with one and a half sacks. But as you look at this and talk about him as a bit of a rehab project, is this someone that the Buffalo Bills could say, hey, you know what, maybe we wanted to do more at defensive end, right? You think of, um, you know, uh, toying around with Ziggy Ansah throughout the free agency period. He was linked to Buffalo, having visited, eventually not signing with the Bills. You know, do you look at Nick Perry and 
kind of consider him like a Ziggy Ansa light and something along those lines. Um, the Miami Dolphins showed interest in him back in May. Um, obviously, they've got some needs along the pass rush. Back in March, he uh, had a visit with the Seattle Seahawks, obviously did not sign with them. So there's plenty of question marks around Nick Perry, even some speculation. Would the Green Bay Packers want to bring him back after cutting him? I don't see that happening. And uh, I think that was just more pure speculation from some fans. But somebody like Nick Perry, again, you know, a former first round pick 2012 out of USC. Could he come in and be a rehab project for the Buffalo Bills? It's a bit of a stretch, but really where I'm going with this, I'm not completely sold on where the Bills are at defensive end. Of course, I love everything that Jerry Hughes does. Um, Plenty of questions around Trent Murphy and Shaq Lawson at this point. And you all know the Bills did not pick up that fifth-year option on Lawson. So when you take all of these things into effect, right, you, you kind of take a look at it and say, OK, I don't see an upside in a guy like Love or Yarborough. Do the Bills have enough to get through the 2019 season? Maybe they do. But to kick the tires on someone like Nick Perry, who, again, you, you go through these different lists, you see who free agents are. You don't want to make it sound like you're just plucking names off of a piece of paper. But someone who was very productive in 2017 and 2016, again, a down year in 2018, uh, battling through injuries and struggling to stay healthy. But I think it would be one of those players at a position of need, consider it a bit of a lottery ticket, but more so a guy that is produced in the NFL before as a pass rusher. If he's not dependent to be a starter and can, again, be that fourth or fifth option for the Bills to, uh, you know, to, to come in with some fresh legs and provide some additional pass rush. It's something I would be curious to see if the Bills do. Um, you know, at this point, the again, you're, you're a few weeks away from training camp. The roster seems to be set at this point, but, uh, you know, nothing would surprise you if the Bills were to make a move. Uh, we talked about the the trade speculation before and, and something along those lines, if Brandon Bean would like to look to make a move for someone like a Jadavion Clowney. But again, if they wanted to do something that's a bit, a little bit more of a flyer on someone like Nick Perry, um, I would not fault the Bills for doing that based on the production that he has had in the past. So, That is going to wrap up this week's edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. As we said, this is posting on the 4th of July. We hope everybody is having a great uh, 4th of July holiday with friends, family, whatever you may do. Again, remember to be safe out there. Enjoy yourselves. Have a little bit of fun, but please don't have too much fun. Uh, We are just a few weeks away from training camp, so things are going to continue to pick up for us here at buffalorumblings.com. Please make sure that you are subscribing to our podcast channel. We appreciate all the feedback, the reviews that we receive. And just, uh, again, we've got a slew of shows for you to bring you different content each and every week and appreciate all the feedback, the downloads, and the subscriptions that you've got there. So we're going to wrap things up right now. Thanks again for tuning in to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. I'm your host, Anthony Marino, and we'll be back with you next week. Take First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.